This is Heather from our media team at Word Alive, and you're listening to our Sermon of the Week. This week's message is entitled, Oils of Anointing. We believe that the faith behind anointing with oils will bring blessings into your life. I hope you enjoy this message from Kent Maddox. Today, when you came in, you received a uh, bottle of oil. It's a big bottle. Why? We, we figure, well, if we got the prophecy last week again about double portion, we figure we might as well go ahead and load up on it. Amen? I'm going to preach about this today, and I want to start out with an illustration, if I, if I can. I'll use uh, Aaron over there with the camera so you can see it close enough. This is the point the Lord gave me, and I hope it just speaks to you the way it speaks, me, speaks to me. Uh, this is a glass of water, of course. You got, can you pick me up over here so everybody can, can see it? There you go. So this is the water. This is just a simple illustration. And here's this anointing oil. Now what do you notice about that? The oil rises to the top. The anointing will always take you up and above whatever circumstance that you're going through. That's why Jesus could walk on the water. Because he was the anointed one. And when it talks about the weight of glory, it's not talking about the weight that pushes you down, but it's the weight that actually lifts you up above your circumstances. And today we want to talk just for a moment about the anointing that you to rise above whatever's happening. Isaiah 61, 1 and 2 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, Because the Lord has anointed me. Somebody say, he's anointed me. To bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom. Somebody say freedom. freedom. Freedom to prisoners and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Man, there's a lot in that one paragraph of scripture. The Lord has anointed us. Because he's in order to preach good news to those who are afflicted. What's good news to afflicted people? You don't have to be afflicted anymore. He sent us to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to those who are captive. Freedom to those who are being held captive. And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's jubilee. That's, that's, that's actually debt cancellation. Not many are fired up, I guess you're not in debt. But anyway, this talks about the anointing. Now the anointing, when I talked about rises above circumstances, obviously there's plenty of scripture and I don't have time to cover it all with you today, but I'll try to cover the most important points. The anointing is what breaks the power of the enemy. Acts 10, 38 says, then Jesus from Nazareth, anointed by God with the Holy Spirit, ready for action. He went through the country helping people and healing everyone who was beaten down by the devil. He was able to do this because God was with him. So we see that even Jesus of Nazareth, now I love it that he said Jesus of Nazareth. It's important because the Bible says, is there anything good could come out of Nazareth? That's what the Bible says. Jesus of Nazareth is an important statement because he's not talking about Jesus the Christ. He's talking about Jesus, Joseph's son from Nazareth, a carpenter. What's he trying to say to you? Carpenters can be anointed. 
Plumbers can be anointed. Nurses can be anointed. Businessmen can be anointed. Students can be anointed with the power of the Holy Ghost that can go about doing good, delivering all those that the devil has beaten down. And if we ever need an anointing in our world, we need it right now because there's a lot of people getting beat down by the devil. But I'm here to prophesy God's about to raise up an anointed army that's going to deliver those who are beaten down by the devil. Psalm 23, 5 says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Most of us would not be, uh, would would not understand the culture of uh, shepherding because we didn't grow up in 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 a part of the country who actually shepherds sheep. But at least once, if not twice a year, all shepherds go to the sheep and anoint their heads with oil because insects are continually harassing the sheep's head. And if not doctored and anointed, the insects get down into their scalp and cause brain damage and they die. Well, the Bible says Satan is the father of flies, which I I knew that even before I read the Bible. I hate flies, right? <laughs> it's the father of flies. Beelzebub is the translation. So isn't it cool that the, our, it's, this, this Psalm 23 is the same portion of scripture that says, the Lord is my shepherd. And so what's the Lord saying? He said, I'm coming to you today to rub some fresh oil on your head. And whatever's been harassing you up to this point, it's going to be broken today in the name of Jesus. And you're going to go free from it in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Isaiah 10 and 27 says, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be removed from off your shoulder and his yoke from off your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. So the anointing literally removes or moves you away from the power of the enemy. Now, in Scripture, the anointing could be, the anointing oil, if you will, could be placed on places, things, and people. Genesis 28, it says, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I didn't know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? Is it none other than the house of God, the gate of heaven? Then Jacob arose in the morning, took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it, and literally consecrated a place. See, I don't know about you, but we oil our house. This church, the foundation pillars in every corner, has a Bible, a bottle of wine, and a bottle of oil. Speaking of the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of God's word. See, I believe you can anoint things. I believe some of you can go home today and anoint your house and demons that's been harassing you will be broken off your house. I believe some of you that's not been able to sleep can anoint your bedroom tonight and tonight you will sleep like a baby for the first time in a long time because the anointing will move away things from off your life. So you can anoint a place. Scriptural. You need to anoint your prayer time. Whatever room you pray in, you can go in there and anoint it. And say, Lord, every time I walk in here, let your anointing be here waiting on me. See, a lot of people don't understand spiritual things, and that's okay. But but this, this is a side point I want you to get. See, darkness uses things. So... Some of you don't know anything about this, and we don't bring it up a lot because we don't want to spook people, but, you know, there is an education process you need to understand. Demonic worshipers use items. There's many times on our property we'll find dead chickens. 
sacrifices that they've made, uh, things that uh, pendants, things that they they're trying to use to to bring a curse on our church, on my life, on different things. But we know the curse causeless can't come. But they but my point is they've got enough faith in in things that they've anointed. Well, let me ask you this. If Jesus has destroyed the power of Satan and they think they got power in what they anoint, how much more of what we anoint can we see the power of God move in our life? Now, I'm not talking about superstition, but I'm talking about with a heart of faith moving, saying I'm going to anoint some things and change some things in my life. So things can be anointed, Exodus 49 through 11, and you shall take the anointing oil. Somebody say anointing oil. And anoint the tabernacle and all that's in it, and you shall hallow it and all its utensils, and it shall be holy. You shall anoint the altar of the burnt offering, its utensils, and, the consec- and consecrate the altar. The altar shall be most holy, and you shall anoint the laver in its base and consecrate it. You can actually anoint things. I have no problem with students anointing textbooks, laptops. Saying, Lord, I believe for the spirit of wisdom to rest on me when I study and when I prepare to, prepare to learn. I have no problem anointing businesses. I have no problem anointing a checkbook. Come on. Come on. When my youngest son was growing up and started going around with other kids, they were scared to death of picking up my house because my wife would meet them with a bottle of oil in the driveway. She'd anoint that car, say, the blood of Jesus is on you. You start trying to get in trouble, the angel will move you out to a different. She just put the blood on him, but the oil on the car. And... Totally embarrassing for teenagers, but he's alive. Come on, somebody. I said, come on, somebody. There's a pastor in our city. His mama told me this testimony. He was a drunk, drug addict, rock and roll singer, but his mama knew he was called to preach. He'd already moved out of their house, living in an apartment. She prayed and prayed and prayed, nothing happened. She said, I, she said one day she called him, she said, son, can I come clean your apartment? He said, mama, I'm a grown man. I don't need you to clean my apartment. She said, I just want to bless you. I said, what'd you do? She said, I went over and anointed everything in his house. I anointed everything. When I cleaned it, I anointed everything. And she said, when I got to his bedroom, she said, I got up all on the bed, anointed the pillows and the sheets and the bedspread. I said, God, when he lays down his head tonight, let the anointing follow him. She said, two days later, I got a call. He had come home drunk, fell out, passed out in the bed. An hour later, woke up. The Holy Ghost was on him and delivered him from drugs and alcohol and rock and roll. And he's preaching the gospel today. Come on now. People can be anointed. Psalm 89, 20 and 22. I have found my servant David with my holy oil. I have anointed him. Look at verse 21. With whom my hand shall be established and also my arm shall strengthen him. And I love this. And the enemy shall not outwit him. You can anoint your spouse with a double portion. You can anoint your children. I know this is going to get edgy. You can anoint your pets. I'm out here now, aren't I? Pets are sensitive to the spirit. I'm just telling you by pure experience. I was invited to a, a couple. I get in some wild situations just because that's who I am. But I got invited to a, eat, eat a family's house one night. Their son showed up, drug addict, demon possessed. They said, would you pray for him? I said, Sure. Started praying for him on the back deck. Demons started manifesting, speaking through him. As soon as we did this big, great Dane, 
As soon as I started praying deliverance, came right up to him, which was his dog, and stood right like this. Looking at me. And I'm like, I'm anointed. <laughs> I prayed, cast the devil out of this young man, and the devil left him. And as soon as that devil came out, that dog went, bam, and chased something all the way out into the woods. I'm telling you, the spirit world's a real world. I say the spirit world's a real world. Now, here's the main point I want to get to about this anointing stuff. Is you can anoint places and things and people. But it was reserved in the Bible for kings and priests. Only kings and priests could operate in the anointing in the old covenant. It was for consecration. It was for anointing for service for the Lord. But man, I got a hold of a scripture in Revelations 1, 5, and 6 that just fired me up. Here's what it says. It says, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Not only are you saved, but you have been given the authority as kings and priests in the earth to function in the anointing. First John 2.20 says, you have received an anointing from the Holy One. Touch two, three, four people around you and say, you've got an anointing. Tell them. I don't feel much faith right now at all. I'm just like, I don't feel nothing. Touch two or three people like you really mean it. Say, I'm I telling you, you already got an anointing. <laughs> Jesus paid the price for you to have an anointing. The whole purpose of Jesus' salvation was not so just so you could escape hell and make heaven. It was so you could live on the earth with an anointing. A touch, a favor, a grace, a power, an endowment, if you will, to, to live the kingdom life, to reign in life through Christ. My brother and I had a, Dan had an interesting experience in Israel and they took us to the place where they actually make oil. And it was exciting to us because I had, I had never, I'd been to Israel 20-something times, but never seen this particular place they took us where the olives were actually pressed. And they explained to us there that the olives go through three presses before it makes the ultimate oil they want it to make. And we went in and looked at the beam that the olives were pressed on and it looked like a cross. And so uh, it was interesting that they said the first press produces an oil and that oil is for cleansing. And it's what they make soaps and that kind of stuff for washing. They said the second press is a little finer oil and it's for medicinal purposes, for healing. And they said the third press is the purest oil, and it's for illumination. That's what we use in the, in the, in the tabernacle, the lamps, lamps. And so I was inspired by that and was, you know, meditating on that. Then the next thing you know, the next day, we wind up 
in the garden of Gethsemane. So now I haven't heard that information the day before. I'm standing in the garden of Gethsemane and the tour guide begins to explain to us the word Gethsemane means olive press. And all of a sudden an explosion of revelation came to me out of Matthew 25 that says simply Jesus came with him to a place called Gethsemane. And said to his disciples, sit here while I go and pray. Y'all know the story. He took Peter and two sons of Zebedee and began to be so sorrowful and deeply distressed. And he said, my soul is exceeding sorrowful even to death. Please stay here and watch with me. Jesus began to go through the press. Now what, it, what really exploded inside of me, you can reread it when you go home, Matthew 25. It says he actually went and prayed three times. The exact number of the olive press. See, we think it all happened on the cross. It started way before the cross. In the Garden of Gethsemane, it says he entered to a place of such distress that he sweat drops of blood from his brow. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, but the chastisement of our peace was upon him. That's happening in Gethsemane. The chastisement of our peace. Every circumstance, every situation that you would get up under that you felt like was literally going to crush the life out of you, it's not going to crush, the, it is going to crush the life out of you. <laughs> not to kill you, but to release the anointing of the Holy Ghost that Jesus has put on your life. And the three anointings are he cleansed us, he healed us, and he illuminates us. In the old church, we'd say it like this, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Y'all ain't got it over here. I'll come over here. I said in the old church, they said saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. See, I don't know about you, but I, we, we need to get, I'm all about counseling, but this psychology is not breaking any yokes or, or moving, any, moving any burdens off anybody. I, I don't need to get you some information or some education or make you feel better about what you're going through. Somebody needs to get saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost and go home and start anointing some things and moving some devils out of your life. I'm talking about transformation. I, I get fired up every time I see my brother. My brother went to a Holy Ghost revival at 17 years of age. On Friday night, he got saved. On Saturday night, he got filled with the Holy Ghost. On Sunday morning, he stood up and testified, I'm called to preach. And been preaching the gospel for 45 years, not because somebody counseled him, not because somebody encouraged him, because he got saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm afraid we're just counseling demons. And people just go home with no anointing and just keep getting harassed by the enemy when all along you've received an anointing that Jesus has paid for you to have that can move you in this season to a brand new place. This anointing will cause you to rise up above circumstances. I was reading about the double portion 
with Elisha. And, and take it for what you want it. I read it where it said they were building a house for the prophets. And they had borrowed an axe. And while cutting down trees to build the building, the axe came off the wood and sank in the water. And the guy cried out and he said, oh, alas, Elisha, I've lost the axe head. And I need it because it's borrowed. It's borrowed. Maybe debt has caused some of us to lose our cutting edge. And we're so consumed with how we're going to make ends meet that we just focus on that a lot. But my Bible says that the prophet took a stick and threw it in the water. And when he did, the axe floated. Is it possible that the cross, not only the wood, it says Jesus hung on a tree, cursed is he who hung on a tree. Is it possible that Jesus not only paid for the curse of our sin, but the curse of our debt? And is it possible that a debt-released anointing could come upon us today and cause us to come up and out of some places in our life? I don't know. I'm just saying, God bless your hearts. Right? Is it possible? Could we believe? Well, if that wasn't enough, while I was reading along those lines, I, I fell into the first miracle I think Elisha did. Came to a lady's house who was the widow of a prophet who said, the creditors are calling me. It's in the Bible. And she says, they're going to come take my children because in that, in that culture, you, they could actually come take your family and make them slaves until you got your debt paid. Elisha said, what do you have in the house? She said, just a little oil. He said, go borrow a bunch of vessels, don't borrow a few, and pour the oil. And it says she poured it all in every vessel they poured, even though it was a little bit of oil, she never ran out. It just kept, as long as there were vessels to be filled, the oil flowed. He said, take it, sell it, pay off your debts. And she was out of debt. Now, look, I understand. I'm not talking about magic. I'm not talking about superstition. I understand you work hard, you pay your bills. I'm not talking about that. But I, I do know as well, sometimes there's a moment in your life where your natural ability is not enough anymore. And you need God's supernatural ability to meet you at that point, to move you into a new season that you're wanting to go into. So I'm just simply challenging you to take this oil, big oil, and take it home today. And start anointing some things. That simple. I challenge you to go home and anoint your house. Anoint every door, every window, every room. 
Say, Lord, we, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And we're saying any demonic structure, any word spoken against us, any demonic entity that may have been released against our house, we say in the name of Jesus, the anointing removes any burden and destroys any yoke in the name of Jesus. Anoint your checkbook. Some people don't use checks anymore. I'm old school. Blue, blue checkbook. I like them. Anoint your computer if you play, pay online. God, I want an anointing to come online. Next time you send your mortgage, put an anointing on it. All this, it ain't cost you nothing. I gave you the oil. All it's going to cost you is a little faith. And maybe if you do it in front of somebody, a little embarrassment. But I'll tell you this, I'll endure a moment of embarrassment anointing my mortgage just with the possibility something supernatural might come and pass. Husbands, anoint, anoint your wives. Wives, anoint your husbands. Speak the blessings of God on them. Speak the life of God to them. Anoint your family. I challenge you to go home tonight around the dinner table and get your kids out. And anoint them all in the name of the Lord. And just say, I believe God for the Holy Spirit to rest on every one of my children and my children's children. And I say, Lord, we're delivered from any root of iniquity that might be trying to work in our lives. And we're saying every generational curse is broken. And we say a generational blessing now begins to overtake our family. I dare some of you to slide into work covert. And anoint some things at work. Say, Lord, let this be a place where your spirit is welcome. And whatever demonic activity is here, we say it's re re rebuked and revoked. And now we ask for the blessings of God to flow and come in the name of Jesus. Anoint your Bible. Just put, uh, Lord, I pray every time I open it, there'll be something supernatural. Anoint yourself. You say, are you getting carried away now? That's what Matthew 6 says. When you fast, it says, anoint yourself. And I'm telling you, I felt by the Holy Ghost that if people would just start in this season moving by faith and doing some things extraordinary, some things that may be out of your comfort zone, make doing some, and then keep this bottle with you. And then when... When you, I, I hate it when I miss it. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I hate it. You know how I learned to hear from God? By not hearing from God. The, the, one of the, one, I hate it when I, when, I, when I don't move when I'm supposed to move. But I'm sitting over at a mechanic shop the other day having a car worked on. And this guy walks in and and I, I love to tell you my victories, and I seldom tell you my defeats, but I think you need to hear both. I'm sitting there, and uh, this guy walks up, 
Obviously, his car's been worked on and walks in. They say, how you doing? He said, I just got back from the hospital. Uh, my heart's beating irregularly and had a reaction to blood pressure medication this morning. And uh, I just feel terrible. Uh, I'm, uh, I think my heart rate's still about 120. I got to go back. I don't know what, the, you know, and I'm just sitting there listening to him. And then the mechanic said something, you know, uh, trying to make a joke out of it. Like, well, you know, he's a kind of a country guy, a real cool guy. And he's like, well, we could put you one of them there or something, something superchargers in there, you know, and, and he talking about his heart, you know, and kind of laughed a minute. And I watched the guy get in his truck and drive off. And when I watched him drive down the road, this sinking feeling came on me and said, what are you doing? What in the world was I doing sitting there listening to all that and doing nothing about it? Afraid about what the mechanic's going to think about me? Who cares what the mechanic thinks about me? If I've got the authority to do something, you say, well, what if it didn't work? What if it did? I should have said, excuse me, sir. I've got some oil. And if you don't mind, according to the scripture in James 5, I would like to anoint you and ask God to heal you. Amen. What's a sick man going to do? No, I don't think I want any of that. <laughs> you got an oil change for your truck? Let me give you an oil change for your life right here. We got to start moving like that. And, I, and I'm embarrassed to tell you I missed it. But you know, every time I miss it like that, I get a, I get a faith that comes with me. I, I guarantee you I'm not going to miss it next time. You may hear me getting locked up somewhere for anointing somebody, but, you, but, I, but, I, but, but by God, I tell you, I'm going to get some oil on them if they get in my presence again. I'm not going to let anybody talk about how sick and how much the devil's on them and me sit there and do absolutely nothing about it because I'm afraid about what somebody might think about me. And I'm dang sure not going to sit here tomorrow when I got a bottle of oil and not anoint everything in the sphere of my influence, asking God's spirit to move and touch me. And let me go give you, give, give you one more nugget while I'm out here in this early service. I just got this. This is fresh out the oven. Got it this morning early. Some of you don't know nothing about this because you've never been in as much darkness as most of us. But if you're a drug addict, I can, when I was a drug addict, I could go to any city in the U.S. And within five minutes, I'd run into other drug addicts. They were drawn to me. Didn't matter where I went. Within five minutes, if I didn't have any dope, five minutes I could have some dope. Just, just, just anointing from the dark side that would attract others from the dark side to me. I know people that are, are in, with pornography. All of a sudden, they just find themselves a place right there, just supernatural. Lust, sex, go on and on and on. There's an attraction that just puts you around the wrong people, or if you're enjoying it, the right people, 
and there's an attraction. And now it's obvious, if, if some of you have never been involved in that, you don't know anything. Somebody that's a serial adulterer, adulter, adulterer well, all of, they, don't have to ha- they don't have to look for somebody to have adultery with. They come at them. Why, there's an attraction from like spirit that just comes their way. You don't have to look for it. It just uh, finds it. It finds you. Well, I, I don't have to be convinced of that. I've lived that life. But man, I got a hold of something this morning in 1 Samuel 10. It, it says that Samuel came to Saul. And, first, and they don't have this on the thing because I didn't have time to get it to them. But 1 Samuel, damn, what page is Samuel on? I got it. That's page. That's page. I ain't got page. Oh, page 372. <laughs> then Samuel took a flask of oil, watch this, and poured it on his head, on Saul's head, and kissed him and says, Is it not because the Lord's anointed you? Now, he wasn't commander, he wasn't king. He just got oil on him. But it goes on if you read this chapter, verse 1 through 10, it says, and here's what's going to happen. Afterward, you're going to find yourself walking around and a whole bunch of prophets are going to be attracted to you. (laughs) And it says when you see them, they'll be attracted to you. And when you get around them, the same thing they're doing, you're going to start doing it too. And then after that happens to you, in any occasion necessary, use that anointing that'll come upon you. Man, I read that this morning. I got fired up. I said, so what you're saying, Lord, if we can get oil on somebody, it will literally start attracting the right spiritual influences in their life. Then what's going to happen is instead of being attracted or finding attraction with those who are trying to take you down, all of a sudden you're going to start being attracted and those attracted to you who are going to lift you up. Come on, somebody. And just like you can walk in anywhere and a demon recognize you, now you're going to walk in places and other anointed people are going to recognize you and be coming up to you saying, I don't know why I'm attracted to you, but I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying unto me, Woo, come on, somebody. And now, like a spiritual magnet, you'll start drawing the spiritual goodness from those around you I do it now all the time. Man, I can walk through Walmart. Be like. <laughs> Next thing you know, whew, I was in Walmart this week on the uh, toiletry aisle. I'm walking because I don't want to get eaten. <laughs> Lady pops up. Oh my God. She said, I prayed this morning. Lord, I need to see Kent Maddox. I said, here I am. She said, I can't believe it. I prayed this morning. Lord, 
Let me see Kent Maddox. I said, why? She said, you're not going to believe this. She said, I was my, she said, I had an injury to my leg. She said, I was on a walker. Then I was on a, 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 a cane, then a walker, then a wheelchair. And she said, I came to your church and I heard you preaching about the power of God to heal. And she said, I went home and I stood in my house and said, God, I refuse to stay sick anymore. She said, I woke up the next morning and I could walk on a cane. I woke up the next morning and I didn't need a cane. And she did a little jig in Walmart. She said, I've been healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. What happened? Faith lit up in her because she ran into me. Faith lit up in me because I ran into her. The anointing had attracted that thing to me that day. So I dare you, double dog, triple dog dare you to take this oil and use it. If you're not going to use it, leave it. Don't let me Rosh Kadesh with you and see that fool at your house. Use it. Now, I understand it's big, but you can get you some smaller vials for your pocket. There's extra ones at the bookstore if you want to buy some more. Use this oil. Go home today. Ask God to move in the anointing in your life. Anoint your bed and say, Father, let me have dreams and visions and spiritual revelations in the night season while I sleep here tonight. Anoint your doors and say, Lord, let the angels of God stand garrison round about my house. Anoint your car. Lord, let it run longer and stronger than any car I've ever driven. Anoint your mortgage. Dare to trust God. Anoint your credit card debt if you got any. Anoint your school debt. Whatever debt you got, anoint it. Ask God to deliver you from it. Anoint your kitchen. Tell God to trim you down. I'm not playing. Anoint your kitchen. Father, I refuse to overeat. I refuse to eat the wrong things. I refuse to let the wrong things come into my body. Let an anointing rest on my health that you said you would bless me and everything I eat would be blessed. And you said none of the sickness that you put on the Egyptians you'd put on me. You'd bless my food and water and you would take all sickness from my midst. Anoint some things. Anoint some people. Trust God to move supernaturally in this season of our life. Anybody in? Come on, stand up. Come on, stand up with me. Come on, Jesus. I am pretty fired up about this. See, I believe in it. There's power in it. There's power in it. Anoint your Facebook. Tell him, Lord, keep me negative trash out of my life. Trade your iPhone in for a flip phone so you can throw it out the window when you want to. (laughs) 
That's what I'm thinking about doing. I'm, I'm not thinking about trading my iPhone for a burner. <laughs> that you just chunk it whenever you want to. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. For more sermons and content like this, visit wordalive.tv. Have a great week.